Okay. Welcome, everybody, to the first uh, HSC podcast. If you haven't familiar with that, it's the High Society Club. So today we got myself, Steve Cole, Big Box, and we got Fresh Wes, and then we got Derek, the natural boy, Haney. If you don't know what the natural boy is, then you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. So welcome to the inaugural and the very first HSC podcast. So today we're going to talk about uh, a lot of things, but mainly sports, but that's not all this podcast is about. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about uh, science. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about everything you can imagine. But because NFL playoffs are starting and we just had our college football championship, that's where we're going to start. All right. So first of all, what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and check out the playoff games. So we're going to just go list all the way down. So what do we think? And this is kind of uh, ironic that we're going to start with the Raiders and Bengals game, the first game, right? And so we got both two Raiders fans. So these are two Raiders fans. So before we really get started, I just want to know why you guys are Raiders fans. So this is me asking. So we're going to start with, uh, let's start with Derek and then we'll go to Wes. So Derek, why are you a Raiders fan? Uh, it's, it's hard to say. I was probably four or five years old when I became a Raiders fan. And I think it was just all, the, just their colors, their attitude. I just loved how they hit. Um, watching NFL films and John Hacienda narrating all the great highlights, like autumn wind, everything. When you were a kid, that's just pretty cool. And I just kept on being with them and I just haven't stopped. Raiders fans are diehard. That's it's it's a it's a known thing, right? That's that's hard to deal with. So so Wes, how did you become a Raiders fan? Um, well, I was born in the Bay Area, Oakland. Uh, the year Raiders won their first Super Bowl, but it wasn't until about '93 um, when they were moved back to Oakland that I became a Raiders fan. Um, I was a Dolphins fan, sadly for. Too many years, but only because of Marino and Shula. Um, but uh, yeah, when they they uh, Raiders went back to Oakland, I just I don't know started going to games, went to Marino games and Elway games, and um, yeah, just fell in love with the team. But just the tradition too. Um, I just love the old school Raiders from the seventies. My family actually knew a lot of the players. Um, they waited on them and at a at a couple bars. So there's something about the Oakland Raiders. The LA Raiders doesn't sound right. I don't think it ever was right, but we'll just leave it at that. You know, when the Oakland Raiders, something nice about that. So the question is, are we going to get some bias in this game picking? Right? Because we're talking about number one game, first game, not number one game. Well, it could be a number one game. I think it'll be a great game. But let's talk about number one game, Raiders and Bengals. I don't want to hear some bias, but there can be some bias. I understand that. If the Bears are playing, you know, I think they'd be winning. 
So, so who's going to win this? What's going to be the big key to the game? If you have a score prediction, love to hear it. But if not, no worries. So, so we're, let's start with Wes this time. Wes, what's going on? Bengals, Raiders, who's going to win? Oh, geez. You know, I like a lot of what I saw against the Chargers from the Raiders. Um, character, uh, playmaking play abilities, which I haven't seen on defense for a while. Crosby's an animal. Um, I think he's going to be a difference maker in the game. He's going he's gonna to cause problems for Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. Um, I love Jamar Chase. But at the end of the day, I think um, the Raiders are going to make more plays. I think they're going to hold on to the ball. I think Jacobs is going to have over 120 yards. Um, and I think, uh, I think the Bengals are going to make some mistakes. So I'm going to take the Raiders 23 to 21. I like the uh, I like how you're talking about the uh, the turnover difference, right? Like that's going to make the difference in the game. That's something I hadn't thought about, which I'll talk about later. But um, good stuff there. So Derek, how are you feeling about that? Well, the Raiders are a odd team. You, if you watch the games, you're like, how are they winning? Right? Most of the time, it's like. When early in the season, Carr was, you know, 300 yards, looking flashy, throwing the ball deep. Everything was great. Now it's he gets like 160 yards. Jacobs in between like 80 to 120 yards. So you're thinking, how, how are they winning? And that's, you know, it might be biased, but they've played four teams in a row now that all needed to win to make the playoffs. They needed to win all four games to make the playoffs. So they've already played four playoff games going into this. Um, and I think it comes down to, it goes back to the draft. Jamar Chase, amazing receiver. He's amazing. I love him. And going to the Bengals, that's great and everything. And he's great with Joe Burrow and that's going to work. But Joe Burrow's been sacked a lot. I think it was 40, uh, 55 times season most in the nfl number one in quarterback pressures is max crosby and yannick um, with 117 over this whole season so they're number one in quarterback pressures it's going to go come down to the lines if the Bengals can't protect joe burrow um he's going to get hit a lot just like justin herbert got hit a lot and he did an amazing job, but they just kept coming and coming and coming. Uh, the And then the Raiders have to run the ball. Like Wes said, it's, it's on Josh Jacobs. It's going to be really cold, really cold. So that's also going to hurt the pass, pass plays because, I don't know, you guys, you guys know, I don't know, we don't know this, but if it's like negative, if it's like 20 degrees out and they're throwing footballs around that fast, that hurts. So it's going to be a game that comes down to Joe Mixon against Josh Jacobs and how those lines play. So I'm going Raiders 30-28. Uh, it's a lot of high scoring. You both, you know, talking about um, that's great. I think uh, pretty bold predictions. 
I know you guys are Raiders fans, so there might be some bias there. I think it's going to be a it's going to be a tough game for the Raiders, to be honest with you. You're talking about a really high-powered offense with you know two thousand-yard receivers, young guys, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, both going over a thousand yards very early in their career, and Joe Mixon quietly accumulating fifteen hundred yards in scrimmage, right? So is the the real key is Josh Jacobs, which you both mentioned, you know, so great. Can you control the ball? You know, can you move the ball on them and keep them off their offense off the field? Because their defense is good. It's not great. Unfortunately, I don't think the, the Raiders can win this one. I'm going to have to go with uh, Cincinnati 27 to 20. And I, I hate to go against the Raiders and, and that's the way it goes sometimes. That's a tough offense. Uh, it's, but, it's Joe Burrow, yeah. It's, it's you know, I, trust me, it's, it's, he's, um, he's playing really good right now. He has a lot of confidence. I didn't realize how much confidence he had. You know, watching me at LSU, you know, he, he was good, but, you know, he's playing in college. Um, but transitioning to pros, he just, he's turned into, he's turned into a star. You know, he's going to be a star in this league uh, for many years as long as he's, he stays healthy. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a very good statement. He's kind of already a star. You know, he got hurt the last few games of his rookie season. Maybe they were keeping him out. We don't know. But with that season and this season, I mean, this guy's primed to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league for sure. But, you, you know, you can't count the Raiders out. Honestly, I think, you know, the best thing we said tonight was it comes down to the line. If the Raiders control the line on both sides, offense and defense, they win this game. So let's move on, though. So I know that one was heart-staking. We're talking about the Raiders, and you guys are passionate about it. But So now the rest of the time, we can just talk about, you know, teams that we all hate. So the next game, Buffalo and New England. And uh, so give me your thoughts on this. So, Derek, what are your thoughts on this game? This one's a toss-up. It can go either way. Uh, the weather is going to be a huge factor there. It's going to be a wind chill of negative nine. Um, so wow. <laughs> it's going to be really cold. And, you know, the last, the last one they played when it was really cold and the Patriots only ran or only passed the ball three times and they just ran the ball the entire time. But Buffalo, since that, has realized that they can run the ball too. And... I just think you can't really trust Mac Jones yet because he's a rookie quarterback. So I'm going Bills low scoring 17-14. Bills winning it. What do you feel about that, Wes? How do you, how do you like that? Yeah, I mean, the weather is going to play a factor, obviously. Um, and I do like New England's running game. I like New England's defense. Um, I think Mac Jones, though, I think Derek's right. He's just quite, you know, he's good, not great. Um, I think they're going to, they're going to make him, uh, put pressure on him, make him make a few mistakes. That might be the difference in the game. <clears throat> I think Josh Allen is going to run the ball himself quite a bit because he's going to have to, um, because New England's coverage is superior. Um, so 
Belichick's going to try to out scheme the Bills on offense. And I think he's going to be successful to a certain extent. But I think field position, turnovers, um, field goals, I think are going to be the difference in the game. I'm going to take Buffalo 19, the Patriots 13. Still taking Buffalo in the win, though. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and here's the tough thing, like, and Wes talked about a little bit about scheming and, like, is there a, a superior coaching element involved here, right? Like, when, when you really think about it, is there anybody better at it than Bill Belichick when it comes to scheming, when it comes to, like, figuring out how you're going to play this game? So... I think that with Mac Jones being a rookie quarterback, I don't trust him at all, but do I trust the, the coaching and the scheme and the ability to, to keep him from making those mistakes? Maybe, you know, this is, was a really tough one for me because the bills have all, you know, all the elements, you know, I think the bills could go to the super bowl. You know, we'll talk about that at a later time, but, they have all the elements. If Josh Allen does exactly what I think Wes just said, which was gets his feet involved, you know, and, and makes them get out of their coverages because what's the hardest thing to cover is that quarterback. So Josh Allen starts to run. They got to stop, you know, doing those cover twos and, and those uh, linebacker man. So I still think the bills win it. Even with the great coaching of bill Belichick, I'm going to go 17, 14 uh, bills over the Patriots. Great points. I think we're, we're on the, the, the same, we're on the same line a lot here. So let's talk about uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Philly. This, this is an interesting, one. I, I can't wait to hear what we got to say about this. <laughs> so Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, where do we go from here, Derek? This is a tough one for me because at first thought, you look at it and you're like, Buccaneers going to destroy them. It's going to be not even close. The, the Eagles have no chance whatsoever. They haven't – I don't think they have beaten a playoff team this year. But the Bucs have lots of injuries. They only got Mike Evans now and Gronk. Uh, Fournette's coming back, but how – good is he going to be Vontae Davids coming back, but is he going to be able to, I mean, you just came back off the IR is, are you going to be your superstar self right off the bat? I don't know. Philly needs to run the ball, run, run, run. They need Jalen hurts to run the ball. They need Miles Sanders to run the ball. Um, they're undefeated when they run for over 150 yards rushing. That's what they need to do. They need to run the run and run. That being said, it's Tom Brady. So I got the Bucks winning 20 to 17. It's close. And I get and it's supposed to be really rainy there too. So, but you can't go against Tom Brady against a team that hasn't won a playoff game. Yeah, he's he's been pretty good so far in Tampa Bay. So it's a it's a good bet with your money on him in the playoffs. <laughs> So, Wes, what do you think about that? Where, how are you feeling about this Tampa Philly game? Yeah, it's, um, you know, get Tom Brady, you know, Jalen Hurts. And that's kind of, to me, that's going to be the difference in the game. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts, 
you know, if he uses his legs, doesn't make stupid mistakes, uh, keeps the game close, but I don't quite th- see that happening. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to take uh, the Buccaneers 28 and the Eagles 13. Yeah, I think I think you're real close there uh, with the point spread. Just to be honest with you, it's just it's hard to see Philly beating Tampa Bay in this position. And not to say it's impossible, you know, Philly's got some scrappers. Sanders is a little banged up, but you know, hopefully he can get in the game. To be honest with you, it it, it comes down to Tampa's defense. If Tampa defense gets three or four stops you know, especially early in the game in the first half and gives that Tampa Bay offense enough time on the field, it's going to be hard for Philly to, to keep up with them. And so even though I think Philly plays well, I think they still lose. And I'm going to go with a high-scoring game here, 35 Tampa Bay, 21 Philadelphia. A high-scoring event. So I think we're all on the same page there, but everybody wants to see Philly do well. <clears throat> Tampa looks like they, they could be going far. And so Dallas-San Francisco, that, this is a game. America's team, right? This is America's team. Dallas not playing so well in the playoffs recently. Got a stacked team, a great bunch of players. Going against a San Francisco team that didn't look great to start the season. Everybody knows that. And But coming on strong, and I think just looking <laughs> – fantastic so i'm gonna go i'm gonna start here and i'm gonna tell you that i think san francisco beats dallas here and this is one of the higher you know uh odds against everybody's thinking cowboys win this game even banged up i think san francisco has more heart than dallas maybe that's just me dallas has a lot of talented players this should be the best team in the league dallas should be the best team in the league it's, it's so when you look at how many players they have on defense and offense, it's crazy to think that everybody thinks they're going to lose. They're not going to go far in the playoffs. They should. And I think they live up to those ex- expectations. Uh, San Francisco wins 21 seven. I'll give you guys a second to regurgitate that because that's a lot. Wes, what do you think? Um, San Francisco's hot. They're playing well. And entering whenever a team is hot and they enter the playoffs, they're dangerous. And a lot of times they make a deep run and they get to the Super Bowl. Um, And so I want to say that's what's going to happen. Um. I think the Cowboys are actually going to show up for once and score a lot of points. And uh, Niners are too. Um, I think Dak Prescott is going to uh, – he's going to light it up. And I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to have over 100, 110 yards. Um, I think they're just going to come out scoring early. The 49ers are going to have to play catch-up, which they will. But I'm saying Cowboys 41 San Francisco, 33. Wow. It's a high-scoring game. <laughs> but it's not like they can't do it, right? They both have uh, flaws in their character. Trust me, it, it pains me to pick the Cowboys because, I mean, yeah, 
they are the most talented team in the league almost every year. And they just, they just, they're very average. Yep. Eight and eight every year. Every See, year. It took a, it took a year now that since there's 17 games, they can't ever be eight and eight anymore. So they right. can't just be average. They're, they're going to change that reputation, right? They're going to go seven or nine or, or nine and seven. That's right. I'm, I'm agreeing with Wes, but disagreeing with Wes. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game because the Niners have a really good defense and the Cowboys have lots of good playmakers. And I just feel like, do I really trust Jimmy G? No, you can't trust Jimmy G. If they get along and Elijah Mitchell and the running game gets going, then it might be a different story. But I just feel like the Cowboys, you know, Cooper or Lamb catch a slant over the middle, score a touchdown, then it's going to start steamrolling. And it's like the Niners can't Jimmy G will just start throwing. You don't want Jimmy G throwing a bunch. But I think it'll be close. I say 24 13. Cowboys. Cowboys, huh? It's the best team on paper. Can't can't argue it. So, so that, that's tough, you know. That's my upset, you know. So I think uh, I think we'll have to see what happens there. But here here's a real interesting game, and uh, I it's already given really tough to the Steelers fans. Man, you it, it's tough to be a Steelers fan to like listen to this talk about, Hey, you get to go to KC, you know, Hey, it's Ben Roethlisberger's retirement party, you know, like, like really? I mean, come on, man. This is the NFL playoffs. You, you don't have to be the greatest team on earth, but you don't, you can't be a bad team and go to the NFL playoffs. Right. So the Steelers are there, you know, they're going to playing KC and nobody argues KC's offensive talent. Is it a wash? Is it a roll? You know, are they just going to steamroll the Steelers? What's going on, Wes? Um, you know, I would say that's a tough one. But, I mean, Chiefs 40, Steelers 14. I mean. Ooh. You just believe it. You're, <laughs> you're into the steamrolling. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, you know, it's um, – you know, I Roethlisberger's had a great career. Um, All but, good things come to an end. Yeah, and I think it's going to come to an end quickly in that game. Um, I think Mahomes, um, Tyreek Hill, they're going to come on, come out fast, have a three touchdown lead by halftime, oh. and then go on the win. That's what everybody thinks. Is that what Derek thinks too? What do you think? I don't think it's going to be a steamroll because I don't think the the Chiefs offense is going up against their Achilles heel with the Steelers pass defense. TJ Watt, Cameron Hayward, they are going to eradicate that line if Mahomes is passing the ball. So I expect it to be an actual Daryl Williams and all the other running backs they have, they're running back stable, and it's going to be a crazy thing where they start running the ball a bunch because Steelers are not good on run defense. Um, but there's no way – I'm sorry for this. There's no way Pittsburgh can win because Roethlisberger <laughs> doesn't throw 
Roethlisberger doesn't throw a pass more than two yards Ugh. in the air. So I'm sorry. It's just like he like was watching the pe- the Ravens game and like so to get into the playoffs they beat the Ravens with Tyler Huntley and they beat the Browns with uh, Baker Mayfield who <laughs> after the game went and had surgery on his shoulder. Roethlisberger is done, and he can't that he can't be the one one to carry them. Now, if Najee Harris goes off and they just keep feeding him the ball and they do a ball control game, maybe. But I don't think so. I think it's going to be Chiefs 24, Steelers 7. Yeah, it's it's hard to argue. And I think, you know, you're both on the same page. And can the Steelers win this game? I mean, it was a it was a stretch to say they can't win this game because anything's possible, right? You can win the lottery. I mean, that's possible. Um, so the Steelers could win the lottery, but they're probably not going to. So unless the Steelers can really run the ball with Harris and control the ball, keep keep the Chiefs offense off the field, they don't have much of a chance. You know, regardless of, you know, a couple really good players on defense, you know, TJ Watt, one of the best to, to do it. Oh. I'm gonna have to say that, you know, you can't really you can't really go with the Steelers at this point. Even if they play a great game, which I think they do play a good game, and I think it's you're looking at about thirty-one to twenty. Now, uh, though, Chiefs win with Mahomes. He is erratic sometimes when he tries to play hero ball. So that's one way, and it's probably not going to happen. But they do have Minka Fitzpatrick too. So, well, don't, don't, don't change your mind now. Come on. No, I'm still <laughs> saying Chiefs. I'm still saying Chiefs. But to say they don't have a chance. But if if it wait, becomes wait. where did, did you just say they don't have a chance? Well, here's the thing: if it becomes <laughs> a game where Roethlisberger has to do something, then they have no chance. No, right? And I agree. Has to be Najee Harris. Najee Harris can win this game for them. Yes, but he has to be a beast, and you can't talk about getting two, three yards of carry. He's got to get you know a couple rack yards each time. He's got to fight through tackles. And if he can average four, four and a half, five yards a game, they got a chance. Otherwise, I don't know that you can keep Chiefs offense down there. Yeah, if you get in third and two, Roethlisberger could throw two yards. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So you just it's is that four downs cloud of dust? Is that how you're yes. doing it now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the last game we're going to talk about here, which is I think the most interesting game that we're going to talk about today, is the Cardinals and the Rams. Like, tell me this is not like a coin flip. So what do you, what do you think, Derek? This is not a coin flip? I've been thinking about this game all day. Cardinals. Oh, it's going to be the Cardinals. Oh, it's going to be the Rams. It's going to be Cardinals. I still can't figure this out because looking into it, it looks like both Connor and Edmonds are both injured and who they might not play or they're going to be very limited. But, but then the Stafford just keeps throwing interceptions like crazy. It's like, he, he's like, Oprah, you get a pick, you get a pick. Everyone gets a pick. But at the same time, he saw some good passes. I, mean, I get it though. But then the last <laughs> throw nine interceptions in the last three games. I mean, he's, been throwing lots of interceptions. <laughs> I still like the Rams because 
the Cardinals have limped, you know, they're not the same team they were at the beginning of the year. Uh, Aaron Donald, Rams have Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey. So I'm, if, if Stafford isn't being Stafford of the lately games here, they're going to, they're going to win 31, 21. Well, Wes, how do you feel about that? Rams winning 10 by 10? Uh, no. Well, I mean, Bill Hopkins, that's the difference still. That's been the difference in the Cardinals the last so many weeks. Um, no DeAndre Hopkins. Um, but I, I still think Murray is going to – he's going to run a lot. I think he's going to have to. I think he's going to be successful um, at moving the chains when he has to. At the end of the day, I think Stafford is going to come through. Um, it's going to be close. I'd say a 28-27. Poss- possibly a, a last-minute touchdown. That's bold. 28-27 Rams. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're calling like the score and the last touchdown, you know, you're doing something right there. You know, this this could go either way. Like I said, it's a coin flip to me. I, you know, I don't know who's going to win this game, and I think you could see some crazy high scores in this game too, because it's just so hard to know. You've got these two bipolar teams that don't know who they want to be. You know. They, they're, they're switching from what they're great at. The, the only thing you know is Cooper Cup had one of the most amazing seasons that any receiver is ever going to have, right? And Stafford just looked like Stafford in a different place, you know? Everybody's like, yeah, he's, he, he didn't have the greatest year. He had a Stafford year, and he doesn't know what the playoffs are, so how do, can he say Stafford's going to have a great playoffs? And Arizona's just coming up, never been there before with these guys you know they've got some guys they brought in veterans that have done well but the guys they have right now they're real inexperienced i think it comes down to kyler murray's feet can he get those third you know uh, first downs in those long third down situations i think wesh made a good point there it, it's so hard to tell here i'm just gonna have to go 21 20 arizona tight game why not make it a coin flip Right. <laughs> so we got our got our NFL there. And man, I think there were some incredible things there that uh, really can change these games. And that's how, you know, the, the NFL is so versatile. But let's talk about college football for a second. So you have uh, Georgia and Alabama in the in the national championship. Right. We're going to talk about SEC if, you know, if we have time here, but. What, what was this game? How did Georgia beat Alabama? You know, what do you think about this game? Wes, what do you think? I think uh, Georgia's defense, one of the best in college football history. Um, except when they played Alabama. They laid an egg, gave up a lot of points. And um, I just think that probably going over the film – going over how badly they played, they uh, they made some adjustments. Kirby Smart's, you know, 
Um, he knows Bama. And I just don't think Bama overall was as good as they were last year. Um, and Bennett, you know, he, he played well. Um, people um, didn't have very much confidence in him at the beginning of the year. He had some bad games, but he played well. And defensively, Georgia just made more plays. Um, it was a good game, though. So I heard you say it wasn't the Bama of last year. What's the big difference here? So, so they, I mean, they lost Mac Jones, which, you know, they have a Heisman Trophy winner this year. They lost Mac Jones. So, so why aren't they Bama of last year? What's the difference? I think um, every year they just lose so many players, you know, and of course you're going to plug in another, you know, five-star guy. Um, but, you know, first-year players um, defensively, um, you know, had some injuries, of course. But, I mean, it just it didn't, it didn't seem like that, that they had the playmakers, especially on defense, that they did um, last, you know, last year. So I think that made a difference too, because in defensively, I mean, they, they, towards the end of the game, they, they gave up, they gave up the yards, gave up some big plays when, when they really needed a stop. And if they would have had a stop, they probably, you know, the end probably would have won the game, <laughs> but. Yeah. They, they had a tough finish there. And I think there's something to what you're saying there. So, <laughs> so, so Derek, tell me, What's your thought process on, on Bama this year versus last year? This year, their best two wide receivers got hurt in both Georgia <laughs> games. I mean, you lost Menchie in the first game. No big deal. They were already up by a lot. This one, they, they looked like Alabama. Huge play to Jameson Williams. He, what, I think he had four catches, 65 yards, first half. Yeah. He goes down. Totally different team. They didn't have the playmakers anymore. And that's like, like Wes said is they are a factory, but those two receivers were the receivers in years past. It was, you had Judy rugs, Devonte Smith. You know what I mean? You've always had three or four receivers this year. It looked like they just had Williams and Menchie. And when Menchie got hurt, it's okay. We still have Jamison Williams who would have been, what top 12 pick um, and he was torching Georgia and when he went down it changed the total game yeah yeah I agree so you know I think the moral story there though when you talk about these you lose one or two key players right that's the difference in this game with two really good SEC teams but what happens in like a Michigan game, right? So we talk about Michigan and, and Georgia. If Georgia loses one of their star players, you know, like one of their great tight ends, do they still not have the ability to beat Georgia? And what's the difference between the SEC and kind of the rest of the, the NCAA there when it comes to these championship games? What do you think, Derek? I'm, I'm sure. I can't remember which coach said it. Um, but he said, basically 
it's a different animal in the South. They love football so much. That's all they care about in the South. And that's what they do. That's all about football there. It's football, football, football. Now, places like Michigan, Ohio State, they are too, but they're not. It's like, Wes, you've been, I haven't been to the South. Wes, you've been to the South. It's a different animal in the South. They bred to love and if you listen to like the Paul Feinbaum show, they're crazy about football. Crazy. That's all I think about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a completely different culture. Um, you have a lot more things to do out in California. Um, there's not much to do in Alabama, um, but <laughs> watch football Let's play, play football, football. <laughs> um but they and, and eat you know you know they they grow some they, big boys uh, yeah and yeah and, and yeah there's you know you don't have to go far to get some of the biggest fastest players in uh in the country and i think that's the difference between you you watch michigan and georgia of course michigan's got fast players but Georgia's got not that fast. Like, but, but, but that that Georgia, speed thing it, it, is a difference. Yeah, you got. I mean, there's a difference between size and speed and just speed. And size and speed is just going to dominate. That's SEC is just they have the size and the speed, same amount of speed, but they have the size. And um, honestly, it's it's two different two different leagues, and I just think that. At this point, though, I mean, just watching the Michigan game and not being surprised because it happens all the time. Everyone that thinks, oh, Notre Dame is going to go down. And, yep, yeah, Notre Dame. You know, Cincinnati. Notre Dame hasn't, yeah. hasn't won a, a, a BCS game yet, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they think they scored a touchdown. That's about it. But you know, this, this fantasy that, you know, the Oregon's and all, all these guys, they're going to come down and they're, and they're going to just, they're going to man up. The SEC is just doesn't happen. And like I said, there's, you, know, you get two different, two different national championships. There should, because, you know, at college football, that's fine. NFL farm league, SEC football. <laughs> NFL farm league. Yeah. Well, you might as well, because it, it becomes very, very, not not too interesting watching these semifinal games, you know, that are just not very good games. And it's going to get worse because Oklahoma and Texas are joining. And it's not even about Texas joining because Texas is horrible. It's about the recruits in Texas now going to Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU, Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Now they're going and saying, oh, we can have all four people, but you know what? Now we can have Texas too. So that's going to get any, even worse now. No, oh, I forgot Texas A&M is already there, but yes. Right. So now Texas you got Texas, Texas there. A&M. Yeah, that, that SEC dominance, it's hard to argue with, right? You know, the, it's the athletes. They get the best athletes. They play against each other. So they're playing tougher competition on a regular basis. Um, the, the Georgia game, just to be honest with you, I think, you know, they outplayed Alabama 
in the second half. You know, it was a very even first half. I think whatever they said in the locker room, they came out, they made a great second half, they won the game. But at the end of the day, the SEC is going to dominate. There's not a lot you can do about that. So that's what you're seeing in college football coming. So <laughs> don't get excited about college football. It's all SEC. But here's our, those are our playoff predictions. Uh, we're going to come back uh, in a couple days next week. We're going to talk about the second round and see how disappointed we are in, in our picks because we're not experts. So don't bet on it. <laughs> so don't bet on it. But uh, thanks for being here, guys. This is the High Society Club HSC podcast. So join us next time where we're going to take you through the playoffs and then we'll get some, some new podcasts in, talk about everything you want to hear. Uh, we got Fresh West, and for today's episode, Derek, the natural boy Haney. So we'll see you guys next time.